اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 21 of Soul Food titled Insincerity. So in this episode, we're going to look at the necessity of sincerity, of ikhlas in Arabic. We're going to look at the first group of people to be judged on the day of resurrection. And then we'll look at ways to deal with ostentation, ways to deal with riyah, one of these dangerous diseases of the heart. So now we're looking at the sixth obstacle in the spiritual path, which Imam al-Ghazali calls the obstacle of impairments. And that there are two impairments Imam al-Ghazali mentions, ostentation, riyah, or showing off. And the second one is self-admiration or vanity, which in Arabic is called ujub. And we'll talk about that, inshallah, in the next episode. Without sincerity, ikhlas, one's deeds will not be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we are not doing something for Allah, if we are not doing an act of worship or seeking reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or that that act is mixed up with other intentions that do not go well together, then the deed is in danger of being rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Ghazali says that there are two kinds of sincerity. Sincerity in actions, which means that if you're doing something, you're desiring to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it. And the sincerity in seeking the reward. In other words, that when you do that thing, you are seeking benefit for it in the next life, but not seeking anything from it in this world or seeking rather a worldly gain from it such that I'm going to get money or people's respect or anything like that. But rather that you're really looking for the reward and the benefit directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our master, Jesus, peace be upon him, he said that sincerity is when someone does something for God, the glorious and majestic, and does not want anyone to praise them for it. So if you do something, you're not seeking anyone's praise. That's a sign of sincerity. And doing things insincerely or for the sake of showing off for other people is one of the most dangerous diseases of the heart. You know, if you've been listening to Soul Food, we talk about riyah regularly because this is one of those diseases that takes a very long amount of time and a lot of effort to remove from the heart. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He removes this from us. The Prophet said that Allah the Exalted says, whoever does an act and associates that act with other than me, in other words, they're seeking the reward from other than me, then he gets his portion from that person he sought it from. For I do not accept anything unless it is pure or unless it is sincere. So when a person shows off for others, one of the negative effects of that or one of the negative consequences that occurs is that their insincerity is shown to the angels. 
that when you're insincere, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that, the angels are immediately made aware of that. And it has been narrated that when the angels ascend with the actions of people who are show-offs and who are insincere, Allah says to the angels, take this action to the fire because he was not seeking me by it. Take this action that they thought was a good deed, prayer or fasting or charity or something of that nature, that they're ascending with it to the heavens, but then Allah rejects it and says, take it to the fire because it wasn't for me. And then there's another degree of exposure on the day of resurrection when that person is exposed in front of all of creation. And that there will be a caller who calls out and says, whoever's actions are for other than Allah, let them go and seek the reward from the one they did it for. So these are some of the negative consequences of riyah, the negative consequences of showing off and seeking reward from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being insincere. Another terrible thing that occurs due to ostentation and showing off is that a person is deprived of paradise. A person is thrown into the fire and never allowed into paradise when they have this disease of the heart that really pollutes all of their actions. And another danger that comes from Riyadh, so Imam al-Ghazali is really highlighting all of the negative consequences. Why? So that we can recognize how dangerous this is and we can hate it in our heart so that we can exert the effort that is needed to rid ourselves of it. So he says another danger that comes from it is that a person who is continuously showing off and ostentatious is in danger of having faith itself being stripped from their heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, Ya Rabbi. It's very serious. And though it's not disbelief, and even though the Prophet ﷺ, he called it minor shirk, it's not disbelief, but it's a sign that the heart does not really know the exaltedness of Allah and that the heart is attached to creation over the Creator. This brings us to the next point. There's a hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ teaches us about the first group of people to be judged on the day of resurrection. And they are a scholar, a wealthy person who was generous, and a martyr, a shaheed. The scholar is brought before Allah, and that person will be told, you sought all of your knowledge so that people would say you are pious and knowledgeable. And it was said about you, so go seek your reward from those people. You already got what you wanted, and that person will be entered into the fire. The next person will be brought and it will be a wealthy person who was very charitable and gave in the way of Allah and so on and so forth. And then that person will say, I gave all of that for you, O oh Allah. And then the angels will say, you are a liar. You gave all of that so that people would say, look at how generous he is. And they said that about you. So you've received what you wanted and the person is taken to the fire. Then the martyr, the shaheed, will be brought before Allah. Say, oh Allah, I gave my life up in your cause. I gave my life up for you. And the angels would say, you lied. You only did that so that people would say that you are courageous. And they said that about you. So you've got what you wanted. And then that person will be taken to the fire. 
the Prophet وسلم, said, these are the first people to be entered into the fire. People who were good, outwardly, it seemed like they were good. They were doing good deeds, but their good deeds were polluted by the disease of showing off and ostentation. So it ruined everything. And this indicates to us, you know, Imam al-Ghazali is bringing this up in the sixth obstacle, that this is dangerous and this is something that will remain for a long time and will rear its ugly head even when we think that we've made progress on the spiritual path. So that brings us to the final point, the ways that Imam al-Ghazali talks about of dealing with riyah. Number one, he says, is recognizing the majesty of Allah in your heart, that Allah created the heavens and the earth and the constellations and the cosmos and all of these amazing and beautiful things. Why? So that you could recognize His absolute perfection and that He is worthy of devoting yourself entirely to Him alone. So why do anything for something other than Him? When you recognize and realize the majesty of Allah, then you wouldn't do anything for other than Him. Another way of dealing with riyah and removing it from your heart is looking at this analogy or this similitude that if a person has a precious jewel that is worth millions of dollars, and maybe even billions of dollars. And then they sell that precious jewel for some pennies, or they sell that precious jewel to buy something very lowly of this world, just for some pennies or a couple dollars. And if they told you, yeah, I had the, you know these amazing jewels, these very rare jewels, and I traded it in for some cigarettes or something really lowly, you would think that that person was crazy. You would say, are you out of your mind? How can you do something so foolish? And it would be a terrible loss. And anyone would say that person is absolutely irresponsible. I wouldn't trust them with anything. But what a person seeks from praise of other people in place of what Allah is going to give them is like someone trading these precious jewels for pennies. And Imam al-Ghazali says, actually, it's even worse than that. Because what you're going to be given by Allah is eternal and far, far, far more valuable than those jewels. And what people are going to give you doesn't benefit you at all. Their praise or them thinking well of you benefits you in no way whatsoever. And if you really wanted to seek things of this world, whether it's respect from other people or wealth or other things, Imam al-Ghazali says, seek it from Allah. Don't seek it from other people by using the means of worship that are solely for Allah. But if you want those things in the world, ask Allah for it. Don't seek it from other people. Allah says in the Quran, مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ ثَوَابَ الدُّنْيَا فَعِنْدَ اللَّهِ ثَوَابُ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Whoever wants the rewards of this world, then the rewards of this world and the next are both God's to give. Like in other words, God gives them. He hears and sees everything. The Prophet ﷺ said, God the Exalted grants the world 
for the actions of the hereafter. In other words, when you do the actions that are pleasing to Allah, He gives you the things of this world that you need. But He does not grant the hereafter through the actions of the world. But you will not get the akhirah if you devote yourself to worldliness. This is narrated by Ibn al-Mubarak. The third way to remove ostentation from your heart is that if you recognize that if you sought the respect of created beings through acts of worship, if they found out that you wanted their respect that way, they would lose respect for you. If someone came up to you and said, you know what, I prayed just so that you could think I'm a good person. You would say, what? That's, that's a terrible thing to say. That's a terrible intention to have. And no, I don't think you're a good person. I think you need to kind of rectify your state. So if you did that to someone else, they would think the same way about you and they'd actually lose respect for you. So seeking people's approval by doing the things that are only for Allah actually doesn't gain people's approval. So the understanding of that helps you remove it from your heart. That if people found out what was in your heart, they would lose respect for you. The fourth thing Imam al-Ghazali mentions is another similitude, is that if you had the opportunity to seek a high level of favor with a king, but then you had an appointment with that king, but you actually ignored that appointment, and you went to the lowest of people and said, you know what, I want to spend time with you because I want you to like me. That would be totally foolish. And in the end, when the king becomes angry with you, that person that you went to, the lowest of all people who you were trying to seek approval from, will also hate you because the king hates you. So the same goes with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa al-mathal al-a'la. And to Allah belongs the highest similitude. But if you do things for Allah and you are seeking Allah, then He grants you His love. And if Allah loves you, then His creation will love you. Or at the very least, the honored creation will love you. Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ سَيَجْعَلُوا لَهُمُ الرَّحْمَنُ وُدَّهُ as for those who believe and do good deeds, the most compassionate will certainly bless them with genuine love. Meaning that Allah will grant them love and make them beloved to the believers. So if you want to seek honor, if you want to seek all of these things, you cannot do it through insincerity, but it comes as a byproduct, it comes as, you know, icing on the cake, if you will, from being sincere with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So focus your energy and your intention only on Allah and you will get everything that you wanted and more. So that brings us to the call to action which is to reflect obviously on these four things to remove ostentation, but also to say the dua of the Prophet ﷺ, which he taught us protects us from riya, protects us from these diseases of the heart. And you will find it in the show notes, inshaAllah. The dua is, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika an ushrika bika wa ana a'lam wa astaghfiruka lima la a'lam. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from associating partners with you knowingly, and I seek your forgiveness for what I do not know of. 
This is a dua from the Prophet wasallam that he taught us, protects us from riya. So inshallah, it'll be available in the show notes. But to say this dua regularly every morning and evening to protect and purify our hearts from this disease of the heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us sincerity. May Allah protect us from this impairment that destroys good deeds and make us of his purified and rarefied servants with his gentleness and with his well-being, with his afiyah. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show. 